What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 26 of the Game Disorder Podcast. I'm your host, the Forte Jorge. With me today, El Calce, fresh from work. What? Yeah! Fresh from the Cholula sauce. I'm still sweating a little bit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That, that is my favorite hot sauce. Like, I will put that on anything. Yeah, that's how I am for sriracha. I think sriracha, not even so much as the, the caliber of how hot it is more so the good. flavor yeah the flavor of uh sriracha is usually what gets me because i'm like this shit it, it goes on anything it is so incredible yeah I, i'm the same way yeah. i mean just any cholula and sriracha are probably the ones i use most frequently i would say mm-hmm. and yeah like they're not they're not too hot or anything like that i mean you can tell like i have a lot of saliva so i'm lisping a little bit more than usual wow. <laughs> You mean right now in particular or in general, you just have a lot of saliva? Okay, so that's an interesting fact. Like, what causes that? Is that related to anything else? Uh, It it might be because the tongue split. I mean, like that, obviously, I have a lot more saliva now. Um, Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. um, After getting my tongue split, the the guy was just like, just so you know, you're going to drool more. And like I made a made a joke, and I was like, "Yeah, I've been giving my pillow some really sloppy head." <laughs> oh, I get it. I was like, "Yeah, I'm a drool monster." So is that just like while it's healing, or just for the rest of your life? Now you're just salivating more. <laughs> I I don't know. Okay. Um, currently, it's because of the chula, which like okay, I don't I don't have a problem with hot things. Okay, so in high school. I got really bad food poisoning from the first time eating at Mongolian barbecue. Mm-hmm. And after that, I had to get like, I had to take like this medicine because I had like an ulcer or something. It was really bad. Like I got super fucking sick. Yeah, and, I'm not gonna lie. It does not sound like a good time. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, like anytime I eat hot things, I get like really sweaty. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. My manager calls it, uh, my manager for the record is Asian. Uh, she calls it the Asian swell, I think. And she's like, oh, when Asian people eat hot stuff, they swell. I was like, that doesn't sound like a thing. It sounds like a Junji Ito story. Like, yeah, swelling up and like exploding or something. She's like, oh, or if we have too much alcohol. I was like, I don't. I've heard that. I'm not going to question you because this is your culture and not mine. Obviously, I'm not going to speak on it. But something about that medically (laughs) to me just didn't sound as accurate as she was trying to depict it but my my friend um i've worked conventions with him and stuff like that he makes like nerdy bow ties and stuff like that um he's uh filipino and he Mm -hmm. mentioned that to me and that's actually he was saying that he doesn't drink as often because of that like they have a very low tolerance Hmm. i guess i've heard it multiple times from different asian cultures people and i i did not know that but yeah it's actually something that's true yeah, uh, we're the number one Asian medical fact podcast now. Yep. Obviously, if you can tell, we can't be disputed by doctors, scientists, biologists, geologists. We know everything. Zoologists, and I forget what they're called, but I really like the title that they give, like, a watchmaker. A watchmaker has, like, a really cool t- title that ends in, like, ologist that I just can't remember right now. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Kelsey, tell me, obviously, for those of you listening, it is just me and Kels today. Dylan is out there fighting the good fight. And by fighting the good fight, I mean probably hanging out with family and living it up big baller style, popping off fireworks. Fighting his you know, brother. Fighting his brother. What up, Nick? Or Preston, whichever one of you he fights. Uh, maybe he fights both of you. I don't know. If I had brothers, <laughs> all I know is if there was an omnipotent force in the world, it knew to not give me a brother because it would have been it would have been terrible growing my parents would have drowned us <laughs> because <laughs> don't get me wrong i think i remember me and my sister kind of fighting a lot when we were younger mm-hmm. but you know kind of like siblings do 
Yeah. Um, and then for a while, she kind of just stuck to her thing. I kind of stuck to my thing. But I was always like jealous of people who had like younger brothers or older brothers. Because, of course, the role of the older brother, much like you, Kelsey, I think I remember you telling me, you know, your brother showing you games and stuff like that and oh, just yeah. having that older influence. Me and my sister's lives were kind of so radically different that there was very little influence there. But what I did catch on, like, I still, you know, I'm still really grateful for it. But mm-hmm. I, I was like, yo, I just would have loved to have someone I could have physically beat the shit out of. <laughs> well, it was like, uh, so I'm the youngest. And mm-hmm. then I have my older sister. We're, mm-hmm. we're all like a year and a half apart. Like, my mm-hmm. sister knows the exact, like days and months and years were apart or whatever but i usually just like i don't know it's like a year and a half two years whatever so it's me then my sister then my older my older brother mm-hmm. and my sister used to pick on me and then mm-hmm. my brother used to pick on my sister and then oh, like the bully train yeah and then him and i used to get along obviously because uh. like i like video games and like anime like all the same stuff he liked and everything but so he was like my protector Ah, yes. Shout out to you, uh, Kelsey's brother. Whatever your name is. Ryan. Ryan. Good old Ryan. Good old Ryan. His his initials are RR? Yes. That's cool. Same as my grandpa, actually. Oh, nice. What was your grandfather's name? Russ. Russ. That's a good name. Russell, Russ, Russie, whatever. Russ is one of those good names where it's like, it's good as a person name, but I feel it's even better as a name for a dog. (laughs) <laughs> like Russ, like come here, Russ or Russell, you know, now I'm not trying to diminish your grandfather's legacy, but <laughs> there are some names that are, I like dogs that have people names. And bug uh, eyes. It is something that I'm just passionate about. Like I would love to meet a dog named like Leopold, you know, or like Jeremy henderson you know like i really like dogs with full names as i'm as we were just talking about how i'm gonna name a corgi that i eventually want to get taki because i like takis (laughs) i one of my dreams was to get two like when i was on the kick for french bulldogs i was like i'm gonna get two french bulldogs and then name one of them sean archer and the other one caster troy those are the character names of the cult classic movie face off starring john travolta and nicholas cage have you seen face off kelsey um i remember watching it when i was younger once and it scared the shit out of me and i haven't watched it again because i just thought it was so freaky (laughs) it is a great time so it is one of my favorite movies ever uh, we're the Gaming Disorder Podcast, by the way. We mostly talk about video games, but you're going to have to sit through me talk about Face Off for the next few minutes. So you have Sean Archer, who is your stereotypical, like, federal agent. You know, he, he doesn't really spend time with his family. He's consumed by work, and he's uh, uh, basically just completely mesmerized with catching this one terrorist who's played by uh, Nicolas Cage named Castor Troy. Now, at some point, I'm not going to get into the intricacies of face-off, but at one point, this involves them switching faces. Now, the impressive theatrical feat about this movie plot is that in the beginning, you have John Travolta playing the protagonist and uh, Nicolas Cage playing the antagonist, but then obviously their faces swap. So then the characters themselves, you have John Travolta acting as Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage acting as John Travolta and hilarity ensues. Okay. There's like a boat chase at one point. There's so many doves. Uh, John Travolta does this weird thing where he touches his kid's face. And then at one point he takes the other guy's kid and raises him himself. And then there's peaches and smoking and it's awesome. It's an incredible film. It's, I think I read an article and the article title was uh, face off is a fine wine and I'm drunk. And honestly, that's the best way I can, you know, describe it. It's, oh, God, it's such a staple. Like, when when inevitably the aliens come thousands of years after our civil, civilization has imploded, uh, we're almost there. We're kind of <laughs> on the brinks of it right Good now. Tomorrow. <laughs> um, and they are just digging through, you know, the deserts. And they, I hope they find my Blu-ray copy of Face Off and that they know how to play it so they can see what, like, the peak of of human civilization is able to achieve. And that's this John Woo film from the nineties. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Face Off podcast off. coming soon. Actually, yeah. oh, let's end this episode. Mm. Let's go watch Face Off instead. We oh god, you tell me when, okay? Because <laughs> I've had friends over and prior to the pandemic, and where we were playing a Face Off drinking game, where it was like, oh, anytime there's a slow motion scene, anytime there's like doves in the background, anytime uh, Nicholas Cage makes a crazy face. Anytime John Travolta does that weird face touching thing, um, it, it's it's a it's a blast. It's a blasty blast. I will say that for sure. It's it's it feels like a it feels like a pipe dream I had, but I'm so happy it's a real thing. Like one of the, yeah. when I'm thinking of Nicolas Cage, all I think of is um, the memes going around right now of him stealing the, the Declaration uh, of Independence. <laughs> yeah, with the stupid other people. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh, man, if Nicolas Cage is there, uh, yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, his faces make me happy. Um, but yeah, so today's episode actually uh, is dedicated to what I would consider another national treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a national treasure that came from another nation. <laughs> and that is the PlayStation Vita. A better nation. I.e. the better handheld, the best handheld, some would say. Um, I would. I would say that for a fact. Um, Kelsey, you obviously love it. I, do I love obviously it. love it. Now, We're huge I, fanatics of it. Let mm-hmm. me just say, I didn't have a PSP. My brother had one. So mm-hmm. I never got to experience the PSP life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where I will say the Vita is my favorite okay. handheld. Oh, because yeah, I fair. know a lot of people will say they love the PSP. Um, but yeah, I never got to play one. We can get into that. But before we get into that, uh, let's just go over our news drop for the week. Drop it. We really only have one news item here to talk about. Um, because this week's news cycle has been dominated by a lot of stuff that's going on in the country. Kelsey, I know me and you talked about actually addressing everything that's going on in a different episode mm-hmm. from this week's, you know, gaming episode. So people, you know, you can still get your, your, your GDP fix. Uh, we'll still talk about video games and face off. Apparently. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I'm <laughs> someone, one of my friends who listens to the show, he was like, Hey man, uh, I'm obviously not telling you how to do your show, but you guys talk about the human centipede a lot. <laughs> so part of me is like, okay, I will take some of that feedback into consideration. I'm going to try to somewhat, tone it down a bit okay i'm not toning the, shit down the, i love the human, the human centipede. centipede what i'm gonna do <laughs> is the next episode is just going to be a full audio version of the first movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> that's me toning it down don't tell me what the fuck to do you can roast me on your show on your show oh wait you don't have one so you know what this support us on patreon <laughs> this friend is now gonna be the very end of the human centipede so good luck friend yeah yeah exactly but (laughs) obviously talking about supporting us on patreon let's take this time to thank our patreon producers for this week nathan s that many of you know now yeah yeah some would say that it's like you came into your room sat on your couch and just gave you a foot rub that's how well you know nathan now look at sucking toes sucking toes that's right some would say he was the best he was the best in his region the greater blank region i'm not gonna throw where you live out there nathan since we put your name on the show so i don't want anyone to come find you unless they're gonna come and suck your toes and you want that you let me know i'll post it dude uh and joanne joanne i don't know how you feel about sucking toes but we still appreciate you being a patreon producer over at patreon.com slash the gaming disorder i'm sorry kelsey's mom um (laughs) hey can you text your mom real quick hey Hey, don't listen to this (laughs) just out of curiosity how do you feel about both sucking toes and having your toes sucked and also which final fantasy character do you think has the best gallery (laughs) (laughs) this is is fine (laughs) she's gonna delete my number (laughs) we're having a great time (laughs) we do but so I'm for still, our news drop. I'm still waiting for someone to draw us as the human centipede for some artwork we can put on our Patreon. I'm only hoping that the reason it's taking this long is because it's like a an oil painting. You know, like a very intricately detailed Bob Ross style painting. Yes. Um, that's the only reason why I could think it'd be taking this long. I don't why what did I say? It's like we need some better quality stuff. I'm tired of the amateur hour. This is about the real deal. So <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there, man. Like, you know, artists. What is that show? Project Runway. I don't know. Get to work. Make it happen. I think so. Eat a book. So, <laughs> but our news for this week: Sony is discontinuing the PlayStation Four uh, Pro production and all models of the PS4, with the exception of one in Japan, at least. So Sony Japan has reportedly announced, oh, this is uh, Joe Scrubbles, by the way, over at IGN. Sony Japan has reportedly announced that it will end production of the PS4 Pro and will only continue to produce one model of the PS4. It's not clear at the time of writing whether this policy extends to Western markets. GameWatch reports that Sony has discontinued all models of PS4 Pro, CU, H-7000, and all but one model for the PS4 Slim CUH-2000, with the original PS4 design already out of active production. The only PS4 that will remain is the 500GB Jet Black Slim design. The move has been taken so that Sony Interactive can increase production of the PS5, which has seen major stock shortages since launch, not only in the US, but in all other regions. So, you heard it here. If you're trying to get a PS4 Pro, secure the bag now okay i can only imagine that this is majorly related to the fact that i think the price difference between a ps4 pro and a ps5 digital edition i think is a hundred dollars if they're not the same price so i'm sure they're like why would someone buy a ps4 pro for a hundred more dollars when we have ps5s available they can just get into next gen already Mm -hmm. so I mean, I think this makes sense. Obviously, there's a massive shortage of PS5s. Kelsey, me and you're talking. I still can't get one. You were obviously one of God's favorites and got one. <laughs> um, so I think that them focusing more of their resources and you know their production into the PS5 is definitely a smart move. And I would not be surprised if you see that 500 gigabyte slim PS4 get a price drop at some point soon. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like a $50, $100 price drop. I would not be surprised. And we're kind of entering in, you know, this first quarter of the year where I'm starting to wonder, like, around what point will PS5s be easily accessible? Like, when can I walk into Best Buy and find one? You know, what what do you think, Alice? What do you think about this? Um, I'm not shocked that there's stopping production, obviously. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't really feel that upset about it because I wasn't. I love my PS4, but I wasn't as crazy about it as, like, when they announced, you know, stopping stuff for Vita. Um, Right. Uh Just because, like, I still want support for that handheld, and you don't have any handhelds replacing it. So, what? Yeah. Um, But, no, I think this is exciting news. I I hope this helps the production of the PS5 so people can get them in their hands and get on the new-gen stuff and get playing. I mean... I really hope yeah. this actually helps. Other than that, I mean, I think we've just been seeing stuff from Sony saying that spring they should be, like, easier to get, but not a set date, really, of, like, hey, we're going to actually have them, like, on the floor at retailers. You can just pick one up. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't worry if you're a PS4 owner because it says here, that that doesn't mean that PS4 owners will go without games. However, yeah. Sony Interactive CEO Jim Ryan has reportedly said that it is crucial to continue serving the older console's huge player base until at least 2021. So you got another, well, now year since we're already in 2021 uh, until at least 2022. I'm sorry. As a part of the support, major PlayStation exclusives such as Horizon Forbidden West will continue to receive PS4 versions at release. So if you're not able to secure a PS5, even though PS4 Pro production is ending, you're still going to have support for years to come. How long it is, mm, that's kind of hard to say. But, I mean, every once in a while, you still hear about a new Vita game coming out. So I think that if you do have a PS4 still, much like myself, you don't really have to worry about missing out on anything super crucial uh, in the immediate future, at least. So Yeah, because, I mean, that's really... That's on developers, too. That's not just on, yeah. you know, PlayStation. Um that's on developers what they're making their games for and stuff like that so if you know certain developers do want to just focus on new stuff then all right but most of them are going to be focusing on the older stuff as well just so one they can make that money but they also want you to play things so yeah and i mean support is very crucial like you said Mm -hmm. 
especially with anything. I mean, this episode is solely dedicated to the Vita and that's almost like the perfect story of how crucial support is because, Oh God. I mean, let, let's, let's just get right into it. So Kelsey, I know you told me that you didn't have a PSP, but the PS Vita released in December 17 of 2011 in Japan and February 15th in the United States. And I will never forget getting my Vita because I got the, I tried getting the white Assassin's Creed one when it had come out. I didn't even really care about Assassin's Creed on the Vita, to be honest. I just wanted like, if whether it's like vinyls, consoles, uh, you name it, anything that I buy, if they they have like a cool colorway for it, like one that's not the normal one, I'll always try to usually go for that. But it is obviously the follow up to the wildly successful PSP, which came out, which also had several iterations. Uh, the Vita, I believe, only really had two iterations, the first generation and then the second one that was kind of revised. Mm-hmm. It had a different charging port. It had a different screen. It was lighter and the battery life was overall better. Um, but I walked into my local GameStop. I tried to get the white one. It's like, we don't have it. So they had one that was a bundle. It was just a regular black Vita and it came with black ops. I want to say declassified, which was the mobile call of duty game. And that call of duty game was a fresh two pack of hot ass. (laughs) I fucking hated that game because I was like, oh man, like, at that time, I was actually really into Call of Duty. I had been playing Black Ops 1, and then we transitioned into Modern Warfare 3. I say we because at this time, it's like when I started playing with like groups, and you know, you had, uh, I forget what they call it, like clans or troops or whatever. And like all of us knew, like, okay, like I would be on this day, this day, this day from this time to this time. Yeah. And they would do like the online tournament. So I was like super into it. Um, but yeah, I ended up getting the Vita with the Black Ops game. I traded in the Black Ops game to GameStop and got something else. But the cool thing was that I actually went to, there was a local video game shop by me uh, called RU Game when I was living in like near Tampa, Florida. And they had retro stuff. They had all sorts of stuff. You go and buy Super Nintendo games, you can buy Nintendo games, you name it, you can probably find it there. And I went and the guy behind the counter was... You know, he saw I had a, a Vita like with me because I was playing in the store because I'd go and hang out there sometimes. And he's like, what are you playing on it? And I was like, oh, I'm just playing. I, I think I was playing. Honestly, I can't even remember like some generic ass game. Like maybe I downloaded something and he's like, oh, we just got a bunch of Vita games in. And that's really what opened the floodgates for me for Vita games, because at that time I got luminous electronic symphony which is an incredible uh tetris like rhythm game um i got disgaea 3 my first disgaea game ever and i got another game uh called uh superstar dust delta or superstar dust ultra one of the two uh by housemark and it was like a it was like a fucking avalanche like i was playing my vita more than i was my ps3 at the time um but yeah, tell me, like, when did you get yours, and like, what are some of the first things you remember playing on it? Um, I was later in the uh, the v- the Vita stuff, like picking one up. I bought my first Vita was when the the latest version first came out. Um, I bought one, and it was actually stolen. <laughs> That's right. Yep, so it was stolen, all my games, my memory card, which are really fucking expensive. Um, so all that stuff was stolen. Oh, well, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yep. um, I was really upset about it, you know, absolutely heartbroken, because my Vita goes everywhere with me, as many of my friends would know. Like, it's always in my backpack. Like, I'm always taking it with me. Um, sometimes I bring my Switch, too, but it's usually my Vita. Um, mm-hmm. But then after that one got stolen... They were coming out with a bundle with the newer one, and it came with Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. Um, that is actually probably the only shooter I've ever played on my Vita. Other than that, it's a lot of import games. It's a lot of Senron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot oh. of uh, random random things, a lot of indie titles. Yeah, it's pretty funny that you bring that up because 
the Vita really was a like staple console for these like more niche Japanese games. You got mm-hmm. so many of them on the Vita. I mean, there's like four Senran Kagura games <laughs> on the Vita. Um, indie games as well. <laughs> it had a very <laughs> it had a very strong presence with indie games. I mean, Borderlands 2, I think I played like two full playthroughs of that game. Like I opened the vault twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, because of the Vita, my relationship with my girlfriend at the time uh, lasted a lot longer than it should have because I had this thing to occupy me during our relationship. Um, that's 100% facts. I was playing, I was playing so many games on the Vita. And then I remember uh, someone had mentioned something to me about it. And then instinctually, mind you, fresh off of like a grape swisher that I was just smoking. And they're like, Oh, what about what about your relationship? I'm like, does this relationship have a platinum? And then I like left my house and yeah. left people there and then i went to go play my vita in the park no. um fuck you you piece of shit you know who you are um <laughs> no they don't listen to the show they don't have any taste literally uh the unseasoned chicken of people um but the vita was incredible because i around the time i had gotten it at some point i moved out i moved to new orleans and i didn't have my ps3 anymore i had bought in a ps4 actually But at this time, there wasn't really that many games for it, and I wasn't working. So I actually had to sell my PS4, and then when I had my Vita was basically all they kept me company, you know, and it was like I lived and died by this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was cool because you could, like, even you were on the Vita, if I had friends who were on PS4, I could still jump into party chat with them. Um, And of course, you had Hulu and Netflix and apps on it for watching. In fact, when it first came out there was an application called wake up club i don't know if you remember wake up club kelsey where it was basically like an alarm for your vita that would be attached to your playstation profile and it would tell you how your friends were also waking up and if they were good about waking up on time and things like that <laughs> and it had trophies you know i fucking love trophies yeah true <laughs> um but it it was like i sing this thing about so, so i give it such high praise because this thing really was ahead of its time i mean could some things have been done better? Yes. So why don't we just knock out some of the negatives? <laughs> I'll say. Um, Kelsey, you actually brought this up. The fucking memory cards. Yep. Um, the memory cards were stupid expensive. Not only that, if you wanted one of the larger capacity ones, I think you actually had to import it from Japan because the highest capacity one that they made, whatever the second highest one, was the max that you could get like in retail stores in the US. So I do not really remember. It had like a 512 megabyte RAM stick. um, But it was it it was so ridiculous. Like it it was such a Sony thing because Sony's definitely like uh, the so the original Vita came with a proprietary charger that I've never seen anything use a charger like this in my life. It looked like an Epson printer cable from like 98. Okay, so the OG Vita proprietary charger, proprietary memory card. In fact, the second Vita also had the same memory card, if I remember correctly. Um, They originally launched with a Wi-Fi version and a version that could hook up to 3G cellular service through AT&T in the US. So if you wanted to, you could pay like $20 a month and just have it have like a cell phone signal Mm -hmm. and you could just play games online anywhere or download games anywhere. And... As cool as that was for the time, looking back at it now, I'm like, honestly, take that shit out, drop the price on this thing, make it more accessible, give it better support. And uh, it, 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 sh- it makes me sad. It really makes me sad because this thing was so... The price when this thing came out was, you got to remember, $249.99 US, okay, at that time. In, I want to say, 2012. So in 2012, $250, think about that. Half of what you would pay for a PS4, uh, for a PS5 now. So it, uh, I'm literally at a loss for words because every time I talk about the Vita, I get excited and then I get sad. (laughs) It's like in that order. It's the, what are the little dudes again? The candy? 
It's like, oh, it's oh, good and then it's patch. bad. The Sour yeah, Patch yeah. Kids. The Vita is the Sour Patch Kid of portable handheld consoles, okay? Because it's sweet and then it's sour. But most of that is Sony's fault. Um, but despite the fact that they didn't have a big third-party presence on it, it still had a lot of really great games. Like, really, really great games. Like, I'd like to touch on that a little bit. Kelsey, like, I... if you had to rattle your top ten, or top five, I guess... Just some of your favorite games. It doesn't have to be top five. I got sucked into looking at the prices of memory cards online. <laughs> what well, let me was it like $130 for for an eight gigabyte PS Vita memory card, it's seventy-two dollars. Right now. Right now. I am looking on Amazon just so everyone is aware mm. where I'm seeing stuff. Yeah. Which is fucking a, a, a sixteen gig eight. is going for seventy-five. Um, a 64 gigabyte is 180. Uh, God, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, just make a micro SD. You did the same thing with the PSP. You did the memory stick duo. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe that in the future you will see another Sony handheld. I hope so. Just because the one thing I never understood is why you would 100% concede that market to Nintendo. Yeah. Because despite the fact that they had the 3DS in production for like 45 years, and then the Switch came out, and then that became like the new, because you know you had the Switch Lite, and people carry their Switch with them, so that's their handheld slash console. There's no one else really doing it. And it's like, oh, do we want to compete with mobile gaming? I was like, listen, the people who dedicate their shit to mobile games are not really buying these anyway. Yeah. But I, I just really do believe that the handheld market needs more than one person in it and i, mean, I would say mm -hmm. i would like to see another playstation handheld but then again like please make it backwards compatible please let my ps3 games that are on my vita go on the new handheld as well because yeah i mean i have chrono trigger i have the final fantasies like come on i want that stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> ps vita's digital market for playstation one games is incredible i mean mm -hmm. legend of dragoon og final fantasy 7 uh not xeno gears uh what is this game called uh or maybe it was xeno gears one and two uh you had so many options final fantasy tactics um it, it it's it, it was impressive it was so good and you know what Kelsey, also, I used to fucking load this thing with music. I don't know if you ever did that, but no. I used to have so much music on. I say so much, but it'd be maybe like 150 songs because, you know, memory cards were kind of tight uh, at the moment. Yeah. Oh, I should I should say I know those titles weren't like made for the PS3. Like that's not where they originated from. But you, for people that don't know, you plug your Vita into your PS3 and you can download that stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, and also and remote can, play, yeah, technically. can remote play and stuff like that. So there, there's just so many features that the Vita has, and it's just all in sync with your other PlayStation systems that it's just so nice. Not your PS4. You plug that fucking thing into the PS4, it's like, what are you doing? Oh, no, I know. I was charging, you don't go here. <laughs> I was charging it the other day, and it was like, this device isn't supported. It just like kept telling me. It's like, I fucking know. Stop I reminding know. me. <laughs> you have constantly reminded me that you do not support this. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because I can fucking remote play, but when I plug it in to charge it, you don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, you're... you're uh. I'm afraid to it's plug like it into my PS5 because I feel like it will just like blow it up. <laughs> it's gonna explode. It's gonna literally just explode. It's gonna be like, you're you fucking trash. You don't need and this. Sony police are gonna kick your door in and be like, "How dare you?" And they're gonna take your PS5 away. Exactly. Like, oh. Uh, honestly, some of the most memorable experiences that I can remember on the Vita are actually have turned out to be some of my favorite games. Um, I played so much. Binding of Isaac on my Vita. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's actually how I was introduced to that game. It's the first time I'd ever played that game or even remotely heard about it. And I had so many days ignoring my girlfriend at the time playing Binding of Isaac. And it was awesome. It was so much fun. It was like optimized. You had all those like indies that were optimized mm -hmm. for the Vita where it honestly felt better to play it on the Vita than on like the PS4. I think Limbo um, 
I discovered yes. on the Vita, and then I also downloaded on everything else that it came out for because I loved it so much. Yeah, uh, Limbo definitely a uh, Shovel Knight when Shovel Knight mm-hmm. first came out. Yep. I fucking played the shit out of it on the Vita. Um, I think I I'm just gonna playing it mm-hmm. on the PS4 though, but I did I Shovel Knight, Binding of Isaac, Limbo, like those types of games are downloaded on every system that they're available. Also, Hotline Miami, which turned out to be one of my favorite games of all time, a great soundtrack, um, all on the Vita. Uh, Hotline Miami 1 and 2, and shout out to, uh, I forget who it is, it's the people who make, they made Severed, and then they also made Guacamelee. Which I have. Um, Severed or Guacamelee? Severed. Severed is so great. I bought a, uh, a collector's edition for my Vita for it. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, Drinkbox Studios. That's who it is. Yeah, they do. They did a uh, Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack, Guacamelee, Guacamelee Two, and Severed. Um, and I think they do like all the extra editions of Guacamelee as well. But they really were like one of those developers that like really stood behind and supported the Vita. Yeah. Um, and I, I just loved to see that because the Vita was also getting like like toned down versions of certain games. For instance, like. You could play Rayman Legends on PS4, but you could also play it on Vita. Like Need for Speed yeah. Most Wanted, you could play it on PS4, but you could also play it on Vita. Mm-hmm. So obviously other games, Shovel Knight, Highline Miami, all these games you can play on, on both consoles. Um, Little Big Planet on the Vita was fuck. I spent so much fucking money on costumes <laughs> on that game. <laughs> it is obnoxious. I do that shit so much. <laughs> I love yeah, like, it. Fucking Sephiroth costume, a Doctor Doom costume, fucking Bioshock costume, um, Dragon's Crown, Minecraft was another game that I kind of just played the shit out. First of all, I almost had a heart attack one day playing Hatsune Miku Project Diva F on the Vita because there's a song on that game called Secret Police, and every time I every time I did that song on fucking hard, like I felt like my chest cavity was just gonna implode. <laughs> um, because that game is so fucking intense and that song is awesome. Uh, if I've, no never, one is... I've never played one of those games, but I I always mean to because I do like the rhythm games. They're fun. I'm just like, I don't know. She never really interests me. Oh, yeah. I didn't get the game because it was Hatsune Miku. Yeah. I got it because it was a rhythm game. Because, oh, sp- oh God, speaking of rhythm games. Given I played <sighs> Kabura, Bon Appetit, so. Persona 4, Dancing All Night. I cannot believe i lived in the world where this game existed because i loved persona gold persona 4 golden so much persona 4 golden if you ask 10 people who are diehard fans of the vita i guarantee you at least 60 to 70 percent of them will tell you that persona 4 golden is the best game on the vita and to be honest i'm almost inclined to agree but it's so hard to choose because persona 4 golden for those of you who don't know is like the enhanced version, kind of like the Persona 5 Royal version of Persona 4, which originally came out on the PS2. So Persona 4 Golden was the revamped version. It had a bunch of extra shit, but that game, holy fuck, it is incredible. And then they're like, you know what we're going to do? We know you love Persona. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're like, we have like four more Persona games in development. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. They're like, yeah, one of them is a chibi dungeon crawler that you do from first person. I'm like, okay, I'm not really feeling that. And they're like, oh, and it's only coming to the Nintendo 3DS. I was like, okay, I'm really not feeling that. And they're like, oh, the next one is a Persona rhythm game, a a dancing game. I was like, what? And then I was talking mad shit for so long until I played this game, Kelsey. I kid you not. I tell you, when that CD that came with the soundtrack for the game came like when I got it, it did not leave my car for about three months. <laughs> it's the new Bug Snack song, <laughs> dude. It was I. You couldn't tell me shit about shit. Okay, shit about shit. Here I am driving to get a fucking sandwich or something. Boom, Persona Four dancing all night. What am I? Oh, I'm I'm waiting outside of the chiropractor's office because my back is fucked up. Persona Four dancing all night. It was in oh god. Such a staple. Such a staple. <laughs> I've never played any of the Persona games yet, so I have I don't know anything about them really. I got that game on a Tuesday and Wednesday morning I had platinumed it. Psycho. 
Yeah. <laughs> I did not sleep. In fact, I think I took two days off of work. Uh, totally worth it, honestly, because my job at that time sucked. Um, <laughs> Danganronpa 1 and 2. Uh, that's the first time I played Danganronpa was on the Vita. Uh, those were definitely great games. Soul Sacrifice Delta was also another really good game. It was like a third person, almost like a Monster Hunter style game, but a lot easier and better and simpler. <laughs> Uh, because I have like this weird hatred for Monster Hunter, I'm like, just stop being so complicated, okay? Like, um, let's, let's tone the shit. I've never played, like, I've never really gotten into Monster Hunter. Um, I do have Monster Hunter World on my PS4, and I just downloaded it on my PS5. It's just, it's really beautiful, but <laughs> you need friends that play it. Like, it is just so not fun unless you have people to play it with. And there's so much stuff there that, like... I just feel like I'm very far behind in it. And that's, that's like, it's hard for me to get, like, into it. Because I'm like, man, this feels like a real big MMO. <laughs> yeah, it's like they've released, like, three expansions for it. And it's like, if you're just starting the game now, you have to go through the whole campaign first mm -hmm. before you can even remotely get into the stuff that your friends are doing. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it is one of those things that, like the game there was there was like i was basically doing like 15 percent of what the game had available to you and i was overwhelmed with that yeah <laughs> like there was so much more that you could do in different styles and all this other shit and i was like you know what i'm not doing this because i i understand that there's something here and a lot of people fucking love this game like i, I have a friend ryan who this dude has so much he's still playing it like to this day like i wouldn't be surprised if i turned on my playstation right now and he was online that he wouldn't be playing monster hunter oh, yeah. uh, that's, that's my brother yeah like, that's why i got what? into it i was like oh my god i'm gonna play with you and it's gonna be great and then like he was like way far into it i was like oh, i don't know what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> yeah yeah i was like what there's, there's more it's the same there's more to final fantasy 14 like I played the beta with the game was coming out. Like I was so fucking into it. And then I stopped playing it for just a little bit. And then it was just like, here's this expansion. Here's this expansion. Here you go. Here's this. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please stop. I can't take any more. <laughs> so like, I just lose interest and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, oh, I, um, <laughs> I did so many simple games on the Vita. Um, there's some games on the Vita that made me cry. I don't know. Did you play any games on the Vita Major Prey? I don't cry. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just sending you a video right now. See if you don't start immediately crying on air. Um, Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Versus maybe made me cry. Thomas was alone. Uh, made me cry. Mm -hmm. I believe that was Mike Bithel who did that game. And it's literally about it's just an indie platformer and it's about you, you play as a little square named Thomas, but you're all part of like this sentient AI and like one can jump high, one can jump medium. One is like a horizontal block for like getting over certain terrain. Another one jumps really high and another one weighs things down. So you can switch between these little like shapes, but each one is like a character. Mm -hmm. um, and the game is kind of just about like, you meeting these people through a series of environments and you have to basically combine all their skills to reach the end. And the music is, is just super moving and it's got a narrator the whole time. And he's like narrating the story and he's like, Oh, Thomas was alone. Cause you start off and you're just Thomas. And then you start meeting all these other little squares and cubes and shit. And I'm like, something in my primal lizard brain just connected with this fucking square. And I'm like, Oh, me too, man. Me too. <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and, Oh God. Also persona Four golden. I'm pretty sure when I beat that game, it made me cry. Um, because it's one of those like, oh, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. One of those type of fucking games. Mm -hmm. um, I really hope that at one point they decide to like bring some of the games that are, well, for lack of a better term, stranded on the Vita um, out, you know. Like I hope that they physical versions or just like it doesn't even have to be physical. Just... Oh, OK. Yeah, like kind of like what the Switch does where it's like, oh, here's this 
Super Nintendo online thing that you can play all these oh, Super yeah, Nintendo yeah. games. Like I would love for Sony to do something like that. Um, because one of the best games I actually played on the Vita was called Freedom Wars. I believe it was a Japan studio game, if I remember correctly. And it is about, it's anime as fuck, so you would probably dig it, Kelsey. Um, and it's kind of like, I don't want to want to use the Monster Hunter analogy, but you have to destroy these giant things. But you can play online, and basically you're a prisoner, and you have like a sentence of like a million years. And you do these missions to get time off your sentence and then you get certain like uh permissions like for instance if you want to go in the cafeteria and you want to eat ice cream okay you have to take like 200 years off your sentence but let's say you try to go out of your cell and you haven't unlocked that permission they'll add like 350 years to your sentence so it's pretty cool like the back and forth and it's like i said anime as fuck um freedom wars god i am so sad that this game is stranded on the vita um, because I, I honestly, I think a lot of people would really love this game if they played it. I remember hearing about it. I don't know if I downloaded it or not, though. I'd have to actually check my Vita library and see mm. uh, if I have it, because I do remember seeing it and like, oh, this looks fun. How do you like the bubbles? How do I like the bubbles? The bubbles, the bubble interface of the Vita. Oh, I love it. I'm actually, I'm actually moving <laughs> stuff around right now. Because I, I don't know everything. why people were hating on the bubbles. For those of you who don't know, you could basically make these folders, but they were bubbles. Yeah. And you could organize all your shit. Yeah, also, well, Hattiful I Boyfriend them. was on the Vita. <laughs> okay, the first time I played Hattiful Boyfriend was on the Vita. Same. Yeah. And then I remember I was like on the bus or on the train. Someone's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm, what is that? They're like, oh, is that a Game Boy? I was like, no, you idiot. <laughs> Obviously, I was going to say like, this person was like 78 years old. And then I was like, no, it's it's made by Sony. I didn't even tell him it was a Vita because they're like, a what? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, like, what are you playing? And I was like, had a full boyfriend. I'm like, what? And like, it's a game. It's it's a game about birds. And like, what well, what do you do? You like fly? I was like, no, there's no flying. They date or anything. They're, they date. They fall in love. I was like what? Like they date? You know, like when you used to do the 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 doo-wop by Papa Wiggleby's, you know, smoke shop. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, you don't? Okay, just sit down and clutch your life alert, Gladys. <laughs> I just, like, I don't I don't even know how to explain it to people. It's just birds, and they fall in it's love, and that's, that's it, okay? Don't worry and about isn't it. Isn't that what life is all about, falling in love? I 100% it, and that's all that matters, so please shut up. Birds? Yeah, give Kelsey the platinum for how to full boyfriend. Yeah, you cowards. Yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> I want that platinum so bad. <laughs> you deserve it, because who else would have done all the possible dating paths of birds? I, you know, um, I don't know what I was going through during that time in my life. <laughs> um, I'm concerned thinking about it. Like, damn, what fucked up thing did I just go through? <laughs> that, like, I would just spend hours and hours trying to figure out how to get this 100%. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. sometimes you just need to, to experience something different. Sometimes you need to feel anything, literally anything at all. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and maybe what I want to feel is the love of another bird. Exactly. <laughs> While I as well am a bird as well. <laughs> uh, it's I'm either gonna... that or just literally playing any of my hentai themed games. Oh, like, uh, not Criminal Girls. What was this one that uh, they played? Occubus Trip, I think. Occubus oh, Trip. I didn't, I didn't buy that one. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I, figured I heard it wasn't that good. So I was like, eh. Okay. I also heard it like it. But then again, it also looked like shit. It looked like a fucking PlayStation 2 port. <laughs> I remember there, so there's an anime convention that happens out here. It's called Yomacom. And it happens mm-hmm. every November, except for this year, or last year, I should say now. Um. And they have this retailer that has, like, import games, classic games. Like, you can get N64 cartridges. Like, they have, like, all this gaming shit. And that's usually, like, the one seller where I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to spend all my fucking money. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had a collector's edition of Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Versus. Um, mm-hmm. For everyone that doesn't know, that is the beach volleyball game. We're going to yeah. do different things. The spinoff of the fighting that are alive. And it came with uh, a wonderful booby mouse pad. And it was the best purchase of my life. 
Do you still have it? I sure do. Okay, we'll we'll throw it in the chat. (laughs) 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 One of the weirdest games that I played. Now that you said that, because at this point, like I said, the Vita was getting a lot of like obscure niche Japanese game support. There's a game called Conception, and apparently Conception 2, Children of the Seven Stars, was one of the games that had come out. And I was like, oh, this looks like a cool, you know, JRPG. And like I said, I was I, I started playing Disgaea on the Vita, so I was kind of just buying anything that I was like, oh, this could be fun. But Conception 2, Children of the Seven Stars, basically revolved around you trying to save the planet by banging all the girls in your class and having something called class mating Mm -hmm. where you would basically make these children and the children would have different powers and different attributes and you would fight in battles using the children that you made as a result of you banging your classmates and i was like honestly i can't do this i can't fucking do this i returned the game um i was like i'm not doing this (laughs) i was like a little weird you're asking a lot man like i Listen, I understand you had like Michael Jackson, the experience HD on Vita. And I think that that would have been more approachable to me than, oh, hey, make sure that your kids bang so that they can make stronger star children. And I was like, mm, I don't like that. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, that's great. I think, I don't know if I have anything like crazy like that. I think the weirdest thing is like the first time I played the Sunron Kogura, uh, bon appetit one and like Uh if you beat the other girls or whatever it goes into like a cutscene where they're like nude in a dessert Uh like one of them will be in like in a sundae ice cream cup and they'll have like whipped cream on their titties and stuff and i'm like all right dang this is sick (laughs) (laughs) um that was like when i first saw that i was like this is inappropriate, but I love I it. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something about myself today. <laughs> Other than that, I just have I do have a lot of like import games. Um like what's the uh the boat girls? What anime is that called? The boat girls. Criminal girls? Uh no. What's it? Can can cold or something like that? I'm I know I'm butchering this name. It's a fleet girls like anime, like they're Japanese warships and shit. Um, I know what anime you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. Yeah, so I bought, I imported that game. Oh, huh. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, Not girls Panzer, because girls Panzer was about a, I think it was like a middle school or a high school where they had a tank club. Yeah. And it was about girls who just rode in tanks, like Panzer. And yeah, Jager this one is K-A-N-C-O-L-L-E. It's an okay. anime and uh, it is a video game and it's fucking great. Yeah, I think like Attack on Titan had a game on the Vita. There was a lot of anime games on the Vita. Uh, Dragon Ball Z had a few of them on the Vita. In fact, I think that there was also, I can't remember if there was a Naruto Ninja Storm game on the Vita, but I know that if there was, I definitely would have bought it. Um, Gundam had like two games on the Vita as well. Um, Do you remember I, the Gundam I, game for PS4? Which one? I think it was called the Gundam. There's several. Uh, Gundam it's... Breaker. No, I don't know. It was something bad. I remember returning it. I remember returning. I was like, "Oh, this is fucking trash." Not what I was expecting at all. Gundam Extreme. I really don't yeah. remember the name. <laughs> it was years ago. Gundam Cooking Mama. <laughs> Ultimate XD Edition. God. Uh, I have always. I don't know why they don't reach out to me, the Cooking Mama people, because let me. I'm like, you're sitting on on gold, okay? Why hasn't there been a Cooking Mama? game called cooking mama to this time it's personal pizza like you're leaving money on the table and i'm just coming over and flipping the fucking table okay Ah, ingrates there's an arcade around here actually that has um it has like import games and they actually have a game where you're supposed to flip the table oh that's fucking cool uh, yeah like it's a popular game in japan i guess and you like you can pick different 
like scenarios and stuff like that and you just have to put the table hard enough (laughs) it's funny yeah i uh god i'm just looking here at all the list of the games that i've bought on vita um and some of the things here like first of all vita touchscreen and rear touchpad i hated the rear touchpad I found that the games that tried to use it the most were the ones where it was most like gimmicky Mm -hmm. and it just never felt good. That's why I was like, yo, if you want this thing to be a success, remove the rear touchpad, keep the front touchscreen because I know a lot of people like that. Remove the 3G capabilities of this thing, have it be Wi-Fi only and add a second set of triggers because that's the reason why I really didn't play remote play as much as I wanted to was because you only had one set of triggers. And for instance, like. I think it was games like Borderlands where if you wanted to throw your grenade, you had to like rub the back of the, of the, of the console itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kelsey, I want to ask you more accurately, more appropriately, if you will, how did you feel about the successor to the Vita? The successor? Yes. Some would call it the third version of the Vita. I'm going to be so disappointed There's, if you don't know about this. I don't. <laughs> the fuck is PS Vita TV. Okay. Oh, you mean the thing Vita that we TV. literally had for like a week and then everyone was like, hey, this is fucking trash. We're not playing it anymore. Four of them. Yeah. I, <laughs> I never got to own one. Um, I was still working at GameStop, obviously, since 2013. We had Baby 2. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one was excited about it. You didn't hear a lot about it. So I, um, I honestly, I, I honestly didn't know anything about it. So I never picked it up because it was never available around me to get. Vita TV for you, goddamn monsters, Kelsey included, was basically a little module that you could fit your dumbass proprietary memory card. You could fit in the Vita game card. And you could also plug it into the power source and to an HDMI. So basically what it allowed you to do was play your Vita games on the TV using a DualShock 4. Now, the only issue (laughs) was that not every single game supported Vita TV. And even some of the ones that did, didn't recognize some of the controller inputs because the controller inputs did not. For instance, the touchpad you would think it would work like the touch screen, but that's not how it worked. Like you had to basically use like R1, R2 or something like that. But I do remember having it. I bought it. I got a, I got it on like a steal. I think there was the second week that they had come out, GameStop of all places had an error online and they were selling them brand new for like $20. Yeah, so me being me, I bought like three of them. So I guess my thing is like, I'm one of those people that if I have a handheld system, I'm not going to play anything on my TV, which is why I sold my original Switch to get a Switch Lite. Yeah. Um, so my same thing. My PS Vita, my Final Fantasies, my Jet Set, you know, that stuff. I'm going to play on my fucking PS3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if I want to play on my TV, I'll play those games on my TV. But other than that, yeah. the reason I have a handheld is because I like playing handhelds. Yeah, so I wanted to experience Persona 4 Golden on the screen. I think it was supported. And then that was prior to Danganronpa being released on the TV. And I wanted to. um, Well, okay, I relish the opportunity to come in and talk shit about previous people that I've dated. Uh, But this fucking piece of shit. Okay, one of the biggest things (laughs) for me in not just relationships, but in life is it, it takes a toll on me or out of me, I guess you could say, for me to share the things that I'm genuinely passionate about with with people, even more so people who I'm in a relationship with or what have you, like even friends of mine. So me sharing like music or movies, it's it's kind of a pretty big thing for me because I'm not just sharing like, oh, this language. It, yes, that's yeah. I, that's actually a very good way of putting it. Like, yeah, I'm the same. Way. I'm sharing a part of me with you like i understand that might sound like a really dumb thing to say but like but it's not because that's this is exactly what i mean when i talk about i'm having so much fun helping someone mm-hmm. with bloodborne or dark souls it means so much to me like so yeah. much <laughs> yeah and 
I remember because the first time I beat Danganronpa 1, like my head exploded. I was like, what the fuck? So I was telling the person who I was dating at the time, I was like, yo, there's this really cool game. It's a visual novel. It's really easy to get into. Like, there's no gameplay. Honestly, you could play this if you wanted to. Like, oh, no, I don't really want to do that. I was like, okay, well, why don't I replay through it so you can see what it's about? And yeah. it's like the, the whole time, I'm like, yo, you're not even, not even fucking paying attention. So why am I just replaying this again? So anyway, um, oh, God, you suck. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> I mean, no, I, I definitely understand that. Like, because I'm interested, like, when I'm building my relationships with my friends or like a romantic relationship, whatever, like, I, I like listening to the things you're interested in. So, like, if you want me to watch you play a game, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch you play, you know, your favorite game and listen to you talk about the lore. Like, I love that shit. But, like, if you don't listen to me when I'm talking about, like, the things I like, like, even if it's something stupid, I'm just talking about how cute all these girls are in these hentai, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. I mean, it's the same thing, like, just listening and seeing why I like this is important to me. So I need you to pay attention, otherwise I fucking hate you. Is there anything you'd like to touch on the Vita? Uh, uh, (laughs) Before we depart uh, from our listeners this week. Um, I mean, if you get the opportunity to, like, get a Vita for a good price... I definitely say do it, especially if you have a PS3, because you can download a lot of that stuff and just play it handheld. I mean, like, I about freaking cried when a jet set became available and Power Stone on my Vita. I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Any, most PS1 games you want to fucking play, you can probably play on the Vita. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of really good gems on there. Like I said, I named a few. Soul Sacrifice, uh... Finding Isaac, Shovel Knight, I mean, Luminous, the the list just goes on. I wish more people had bought the Vita like I did. I understand financial constraints. You know, it's definitely a lot to ask. Now you could probably try to pick one up probably pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is a, an awesome handheld. And I, I think it will be one of those like, oh, in 10, 15 years, Vitas are probably going to cost you like $300. Probably. You know? I wouldn't doubt it. Um, and then who will be laughing then, Shuhei Yoshida? Uh, me, with my Gundam Vita and my two other Vitas. <laughs> with all my uh, import games of cute girls being half naked. Yeah, I have two, I think, 128 gigabyte memory cards. And then I have like a 64 gigabyte memory card on my OG Vita. Um also, the accessories were really awesome. GameStop, I don't know if you were working for GameStop around this time, Kells, but GameStop had this incredible fucking accessory for the Vita called the Poland Go Portfolio. It was basically like a case that held your Vita while it was in a separate case. So picture like a mini cloth binder that had slots for memory cards and games and your charger and things like that. And then it had a case that had Velcro on the back and you could attach it um i i loved that thing i carry that thing everywhere like in my backpack like are you kidding me the thing was damn near bulletproof um so if you get a chance look it up pull and go portfolio yeah my um, case is um just a carrying case it has like a little zipper pocket for like the charge cable like all that stuff it has a slot for the memory cards and the games and then there's like a spot for the vita to go and it's like a big clam shell like it's kind of hard yeah. 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 It is. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Who knows? Who fucking knows what I'm saying anymore? What is the show about? Mostly video games and, and face off. Um and the oh God, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. You who should we it's name? Great. I honestly I don't give a shit. I really don't give a shit. Complain about it on your show. <laughs> Oh, he's gonna start a show just to rebuttal me, which is fine. I'll or take I'm that. just gonna get a um, bunch of DMs on Instagram talking shit about us. <laughs> hey, you know what? People did that before I had a podcast, so you know what? Come at me. Also, if anyone is listening out there, really wants to help support the product and help support the energy that I bring to the fucking table, can you guys find? Hang on, give me a sec, because I actually have to look this up now. Uh, let me see. This is I'm I'm 100 being petty, uh, and I don't give a shit <laughs> because you know what. Sometimes you got to be petty. 
It is Mike.Destructive on Instagram. This piece of shit. I paid for over $100 worth of music that he never fucking sent me. Ghosted me on every DM I sent him. Tried contacting him through multiple forms of contact. And he's just ghosting the shit out of me. I've bought shit from him before in the past. He was a reputable seller. He approached me saying he was selling some music. I told him I wanted more than what he had. He gave me a list and I gave him the money. And then I never fucking heard from him. So Mike.Destructive on Instagram. You go find him, like give him hate mail and like report his posts. And you know, what is that thing where they make FBI come to your house? Can you do the, can someone out? No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Yeah. We, I think we talked about this in the last episode, actually. Yeah. yeah um, I'm just saying, dude, this man is lucky that I do not live in New Orleans anymore because I knew where he worked at the time. And through my various diggings, I found previous places where he's worked um, because I am not above running up on someone at their place of work, especially if you owe me money, especially if it's for something that I paid for that I am, you know, owed. Um, no, I, feel that. I just don't know what would uh, convince someone to be an absolute. That's like if you had three dealings with me in the past where I was like, Hey, I'm selling this. You gave me the money and I gave you the thing. And then on the fourth one, me expecting it to go like all the other times I fucking pay you. And then you don't come through on your end for the sole purpose of fucking screwing me over out of nowhere. And then having the audacity to continue posting things about, Oh, I'm selling this. I'm selling like, fuck you. You piece of shit. You were 100% lucky that I do not fucking live there anymore. I'm just going to fucking say that. All right. I'm just going to fucking say that. Um, so yeah, Mike, M I K E dot destructive. Exactly how it's spelled. D E S. Uh, let me see. Make sure he didn't misspell it. Cause honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he fucking did. D E S T R U C T I V E. Mike dot destructive on Instagram. I think is, I'm not going to throw his website out there cause it's not important. Anytime I post like a picture of my wall where I have some of the stuff that I bought from him in the past, like artwork, people are like, oh, where'd you get that? I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, because I'm not going to fucking give people your fucking name so you could possibly scan them too. So as far as I'm concerned, the artwork that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post pictures of the artwork that I bought from him and I'm going to put that I made it. Um, <laughs> because as far as I'm concerned, you're fucking dead to me. And once again, you're lucky I don't fucking live there because, you know, some... Some fantasies would turn realities is all I'm saying. Um, for this week in the Game Disorder <laughs> podcast, I've been your host, the Forte of Jorge. She's been Canada's No More Export, the Diabetes Diva, <laughs> the, the, the Potato Princess. Ooh, potato the, Princess. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey Lang. Kelsey, Kelsey Lang. Okay. Oh, Kelsey. What up, Dylan? <laughs> Bam, we got you secretly married while you were gone. I hope you enjoy alimony. <laughs> Love it. Stick tuned next week. Stay tuned next week. Yeah, that's probably sounds. Before JK Smooth Sounds Power Hour, sponsored by Gatorade. Um, our new podcast coming up. And then we'll probably be back, all three of us, the whole team, on next week's episode, depending on scheduling and all that stuff. I want you guys to know that if there's ever an episode where one of us is missing, it's chances are someone fell asleep and didn't wake up on time <laughs> or just had some personal stuff they had to deal with either or, but we're, we're fair here. You know, if, if you reach out to me, Kelsey, and you're like, you know what? I just feel like sleeping today. If I have to do a podcast solo, I'll do a podcast solo. I'll talk about everything and anything. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> not as much, but you know, I'll talk about all sorts Potatoes. of stuff. The worst games you've never played. All right. I will do, a one-man show where I imitate both Kelsey and <laughs> what else? For you. For you. For the fucking art. For the fucking art. <laughs> See you next week. See ya. <laughs>